Let me offer a clarification of some terms and then go to the main point. Uh, so the Gospel of John 7 today begins by saying that there was this division of different uh, opinions, those who were in favor of Jesus and those who did not believe he was the Messiah. The first thing they say is, this is the, the prophet, right? Uh, that's a, a term that appears in, uh, obviously, prophets. There are many prophets, but the, the prophet is uh, uh, named as such uh, in Deuteronomy 18, when Moses says that the Lord will uh, you know, send a prophet like Moses, uh, uh, like that will have the same you know, prestige or the same authority that Moses had, who was you know, the, if, the prophet of Israel. So um, that's why they ask, well, is Jesus of Nazareth the prophet that Moses was telling in Deuteronomy 18? The Christ is, means the Messiah, the Anointed One. Again, there's many Anointed Ones because um, any prophet or any king is anointed with oil, right? But then there's the Anointed, like the Anointed, the, the One. Uh, and that's the, the Messiah that Israel was waiting as a, a liberator. Um, again, that whole prophecy begins, starts from Second Samuel uh, 7, um, when, when that's promised to David for the first time, King David is promised that one of his descendants uh, will have a, an eternal kingdom, right? And so from there arises the, the tradition that there would be a, an anointed uh, that would restore Israel to its glory. Okay, now, now to the main point here. Um, I think the main point for this meditation is, you know, the different opinions there, there are, and especially the reality of prejudice. Look at the, how you know, many people are in favor of Jesus, many, many of the, those who see the miracles and what he's saying. Even the guards, I mean, this is a very moving moment. Imagine the guards. These are the, by the way, these are the temple guards. They're not Roman troops or mercenaries by Rome. Uh, they're not the soldiers of uh, King Herod. They are rather the guards of the temple under the authority of the high priest. So they were in charge of the security of the temple area, right? Um, they were sent to arrest Jesus by the authorities, of, by the high priests. They come back empty-handed, and they, even they <laughs> say, nobody ever spoke like this man. I and mean, imagine the, the impact of seeing and listening to someone like Christ. What it must have been like, that even guards, I mean, these were no, like, you know, softy guys. You know, they were really, <laughs> like, tough people who were, didn't care at all. Uh, they were so impacted by his preaching. Okay, so the guards approve of him in some way. The, the crowds approve of him. Uh, some of the Pharisees also, Nicodemus, believes in Jesus. But then there's this tremendous power of prejudice. Like Even in spite of all these people believing in him, in spite of all the miracles and the, you know, the powerful preaching, some of the authorities, some of the, among the Pharisees are completely against Jesus, I would say by principle. It's like they seek some excuse not to accept him, right? Um, it's like they look up some obscure passage in, in the scriptures not to accept him. And that I think that happens uh, with when, preach, when we are, you know, carried by prejudice, when uh, we are just stuck in a sort of position without listening, without being open to, to what reality what others are telling us because of whether it be by because of pride or 
or I don't like that, you know. Uh, at times, you know, when many voices arise against something or someone, we no longer examine it. We just condemn it by default, right? If too many people are saying, this is bad, we don't like this, it, it, that may be sufficient for us not to even take a serious look at it. Um, and even personally, think of how many times it may happen to us that just because our sensibility doesn't like something and rejects it, like in, in my skin, I don't really like this. It's like, you know, it doesn't sit well with me. I may just reject it outright simply because, well, that's how I feel, uh, but not really taking a serious look at it. And I remember when John Henry Newman converted to Catholicism, he could have reacted that way because he said, I didn't feel any emotional or sensitive, sensible attraction to being Catholic. In fact, anything of thinking of being Catholic was abhorrent. I didn't like it. I didn't feel like doing that. But he saw all the what the fathers of the church said and said, this is the true church. Uh, so uh, he said he stepped out in faith, but he had to go against his own prejudice. right? So maybe the question here is also to ask myself, what are the prejudices that I need to guard myself against right now? What are those voices that could arise against you know, good things, reasonable things, things that others around me want, uh, things that the Lord wants for me, but I may just be not quite willing to listen because of prejudice. <laughs>